0: listening to the brand Boost podcast with vincenzo landino
1: guess who's back hello back again jed record's back what's up people friends guess who's back guess who's back guess who's back mr record is
0: back
1: what's up mr record
0: what is up vincenzo what is
1: happening You know, I am enjoying this day. It's uh, April Fool's Day, but uh, you guys listening, it's not going to be April Fool's Day when you hear it, but I just want to let you know that we're recording it on April Fool's Day. So April (laughs) Fool's to you that this episode didn't come out on April Fool's Day.
0: (laughs) Did did you have any favorite uh, April Fool's uh, content that you saw on the web today?
1: I honestly did I did not. I've been kind of offline a lot today, um, not not doing too much scrolling around. I was too busy doing some work for some clients. So I really didn't get a chance to see anything. Was there anything good?
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of right there with you. I had a lot of work today, too, but I did see one. I, th- I have a feeling it was from a year or two ago. It wasn't this year's, but it, it still made me laugh. It was um, a shoe, a red high heel shoe, like a pump that had a square uh, or rectangular toe to it that you could insert your smartphone to take selfies with. Very interesting. There was pictures of examples of how you would use it. Of this uh, girl with long legs, of course, sticking her foot high in the air and taking selfies with her friends <laughs> with the phone stuck in the toe of her uh, red high heel pump—pretty hilarious.
1: That's funny. That is funny. Um, you know, now that I think about it, I I saw one. I saw one. Um, one little, I guess, clip from someone. It was my friend's at attention era media. Uh, Aaron Biebert, they did a survivor um, they did like a survivor style video where his entire team employees and everything they like kicked him off the island and they announced <laughs> that like after six years attention era media has decided to go in a different direction and like that he was gone so I just think it was kind of funny
0: yeah, that's cool all right, what are we on to today? We got some, we got some fun stuff to talk about.
1: Well, I wanted to talk about, you know, I we get these questions, this question a lot, and I was talking to somebody who asked me, you know, what's the difference between paid media, owned media, earned media? And I figured let's talk to Jed Record about it. It's a good topic. I know this is kind of your forte. So
0: uh, what, yeah, that's uh, what, I would say that's up difference? my alley. Yeah, yeah. why well, do um, let you take it away? Love it. Uh, and I'm going to be talking about this from the um, from the view of, of content marketing, right? So um, you can take a broader view in terms of uh, advertising marketing in general, um, and I'll I'll tell you where I, I kind of have a unique spin on it. But basically, um, your owned content, and we're talking about paid owned and earned um your owned content that's your website um any any microsites you have in within your website that's going to be your own content um anything that's that's your property um that you're carrying messages on and, and it's your distribution um it, it's going to be your stuff so if you have um retail stores and you distribute uh pamphlets marketing materials um catalogs through those that's your own content too um but mostly when we talk about it in a digital sense or in a content marketing sense we're talking about your website and any microsites or portals or whatever that that your company is also owning and managing um so that's kind of like the easiest part of this to understand in terms of what's paid, owned, and earned. But when we talk about how this impacts your marketing, it might get a little bit more interesting. Now, paid is sounds easy. You're like, okay, that's the ads that you buy. Um, so that's paid. Well, that's true. But you also have other opportunities for paid content um, that might would overlap in different areas. For example, if you're sponsoring an influencer to share content or create content on your company's behalf, that's also paid content. Um, It's typically funneled under the category of earned because that's content shared about your company by a third person. But if you're sponsoring that content to be produced, that's also paid content. So paid content is also... Um, you know your ads that you're running, whether they're um, banner ads or or inline ads on websites, or whether they're sponsorships to support third-party websites, or whether they're just Google AdWords or or Bing or you're doing search, you're doing paid search on Bing or Yahoo or Google. That's also paid content, and so that constitutes what we talk about when we're talking about paid content. You may also do media deals or um, or, or other type of paid opportunities to integrate um, promoted content within the context of, of other um, sources. So for example, you might pay to insert videos in line in social media sites. So you might have paid content showing up in your Facebook feed. And um, that that's what we're talking about when we're talking about paid. So anytime there's there's money down and the output is content that's, that's not on your own sites, um, that's going to be something that we call paid. And the reason why it makes a difference when we're talking about it this way is when it comes down to budgeting and how you're going to get funding uh, from your management in terms of um, how that money is going to be spent, so budgeting plays in a really important role in figuring out what role your paid programs are going to take in your overall content marketing strategy.
1: What? Um, so tell me, earned, owned, you know, all this, all this stuff. Is there any particular direction that? you see working better and I say better, whatever, you know, let's, let's define better. Is there anything providing more ROI? Because you know, heaven forbid we don't mention ROI. Um, what's providing better results for let's say small business?
0: Well, so all of these avenues and and the earned avenue Um, I mentioned a little bit, but I'll just, I'll finish up my thought in terms of that. What is earned content? And that's third parties that are not being paid, um, but are sharing your content, uh, to their audiences. So that could be, for example, all the shares you're getting on your Facebook or Twitter. Um, I consider that, uh, earned content, uh, again, earned content is when New York times does an article on you and you haven't paid them for a, for advert- advertorial. That's earned content. So uh, a blogger writes up your business on his blog. Again, earned content. Um, so those earned content opportunities can be a really great opportunity for your business to get in front of new audiences without actually putting down a lot of money. Um, and so some organizations actually have... Uh, People on staff just doing reach out, reach out to reaching out to influencers, reaching out to uh, authoritative sites um, to share content and to encourage them to um, to do byline articles about their uh, product, service company, what have you. Um, So earned is that is that third party that kind of that kind of one content that um, your content is that interesting, that shareable, that unique, that value add that people want to go ahead and share it with their, their other audiences. And, um, that can be a really powerful medium because when a big influencer shares your content about your company, um, it's in a way they're, they're giving you the nod that's saying, Hey, I trust Uh, I trust this company and I trust their content. And, uh, that's what you're looking for when you're trying to get good earned content placements. So which is, which is the best or most productive? Well, there's no right or wrong answer in terms of paid owned and earned. These are all channels we can utilize, but we want to match our channels up with our goals that we have for our marketing programs. So if your goal is, is to broaden the reach of your business. You want to reach more new people that haven't been exposed to your company. Um, My first response to you would be, well, paid content, there is no limit except for your budget to the number of people you can reach in paid content. So if you want to reach millions of people, well, get your checkbook out and start running ads because you can reach an unlimited size, uh, audience when you're using paid content, of course, limited only by your budget. So when you're broadcasting and and increasing reach and wanting to reach new audiences, the fastest, quickest, easiest way to do that is to write the check and do some paid, paid content. And you're looking for measuring results using metrics like, uh, number of brand impressions, um, number of new visitors coming to the website, that sort of thing. Um, But if your goal isn't reach and your goal is to get a little bit deeper relationship, to build trust with your prospects, to get lower into the funnel and start converting some, some prospects into leads, then I think a really powerful channel for you is this earned content that we talk about. And that is going out and finding influencers in your space or working with authoritative sites. And when I say authoritative sites, I mean like uh, if you're in the tech industry, you might go to um, the Next Web or or Tech Hub or or Venture Beat or Forbes Tech. You'd go to sites that are known and have a strong reputation for providing value content for that industry niche. And uh, not only does that build trust with your audience, but it also has some side effects like really good SEO boost when you can get um, articles, bylined articles on authoritative content, uh, authoritative sites. And another, another way people talk about authoritative sites is their domain authority as indexed by... By Google. Um, I have some knowledge about that. What's your background on that Vincenzo On Google PageRank and, and finding those sites that have high Google. I, mean, page I, don't, rank.
1: I, I don't claim to be a, uh, SEO expert at all because I'm not, uh, I always employ others to, um, you know, to handle those, uh, those, those things. But yeah, from what I understand, PageRank I mean, I know, I know people that will build websites simply to build up their page rank so they can link out. And typically those are like media type sites or, you know, feel good type, um, uh, you know, feel good type websites where any links created are, or, you know, back to whatever main website they want to are now getting a link from like, you know, an eight or 10 or you know, seven, eight, or nine, or, or ten page rank on Google, which apparently will boost your SEO way more than keywords can. Again, I have no experience, or I don't have enough experience with it to to say for sure how that works. I don't know if there's a way to kind of game the system. I don't know if there's a way to. Um,
0: yeah, the, the answer actually the answer is yes. Obviously, there's there's ways to game the system, um, but with each new release of of the Google search engines being more and more dialed in, uh, you can easily get slammed. Like when the Penguin release came out, that and that's I'm just talking about a version of the uh, engine that drives Google search. When that was updated, uh, one of the updates was nicknamed Penguin, and it really nailed some of the people that were building some of these uh, link building sites. But when I refer to an authoritative dona- domain in terms of uh, page authority, I-, I mean like a combination of, yes, it has high page rank in Google, but it's earned it through being a trusted source of providing real valued content like a Forbes Um And that's why people love or Mashable is another great example. So people love, you know, when they're when they submit an article to Mashable or Forbes and it gets um, it gets put up on the site. It's a big win for people because not only does that build a lot of trust uh, behind the content that they've written um, by Forbes and Mashable saying, hey, yeah, we trusted enough to print it, um, but it also provides that that search engine boost. And the re- only reason I bring up the, the search engines on this is again, what I mentioned earlier is when you're fighting for budget to produce content, um, and, and you're, you know, trying to negotiate, uh, you know, to get enough budget, to have enough people in-house putting together this content, you're going to be pulling from, different accounts. And the opportunity here is you can really justify taking some budget out of SEO. So if you have a company that has budget for search engine optimization, um, you can really justify taking some of that budget and putting it into your content program. If you're going to be developing content that's going to be shared or or printed on these authoritative authoritative sites, it's really going to give a big SEO boost uh, to your site and to for your company. So so
1: how does a comp- you know? So how does uh, you know a small business or even a medium sized business? How do they go about doing that? Like what is their best course
0: of action in that regard? All right. So for for a medium sized business, and let's say we're not um, we're not fighting battles over budget. We're just trying to do what's most effective business. I mean, like budget aside. Um, so what you would want to do is you'd put together content that of course is, um, is, is deep and interesting and relevant to the industry that you're in. And then you can go and take that content and submit it as an original article on authoritative site. Even LinkedIn is a, is a great authoritative site to submit. So if you submit to LinkedIn pulse, that's a great authoritative site to have your content on. I don't know that you'll get the exact same search engine boost because the, there's some technical aspects to this, but the, the, LinkedIn pulse uh, outbound links are, are um, uh, what, what are, what is the word I'm looking for? They are. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you're, the, you're the pro. Okay. here. So, um, so the outbound links in the, in the pulse and some other sites uh, don't credit this, the, the outbound site as having a, um, SERP boost. So you don't get the, the same boost as you would for outbound links um, on a site like, uh, I believe Forbes um, does have outbound links that you get credit for. So um, it'll come to me later in the podcast and I'll, and I'll share exactly what I'm talking about there. But it's a little technical. I really advise content marketers to work with people who do have SEO expertise because you're really missing a great opportunity for your business uh, when you're doing that content marketing um, to build in SEO relevance so that you can actually build both the SEO for your site, but also the brand awareness and the trust factor that you're trying to get by getting earned media um so if, that her- well here's the thing and i want to make sure the audience is like clear we're not coming across saying
1: hey we're experts in this but we are saying hey there's other ways of doing it so don't think that you're hamstrung by oh i have to dump money into AdSense. sense i have to dump money into ad words and it, it's there's organic ways to make things happen you just need to look into it and consult with experts that are, you know, that know truly how to make this happen. And, you know, nowadays where content is king and the amount of content you create, but also the quality of content you create is so important. um, You know, working with experts and agency, whatever it may be, maybe having your own in-house content creators, it's really important. It's very, very important. So don't take that lightly. Go ahead, Jed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when you're again, when you're looking at paid, owned and earned channels to distribute your content, um, it's going to cost money regardless of what you choose. So if you use your own website to produce content and uh, publish it on your blog and your website, that's still going to cost you money to leverage that channel because you're going to have to put together the blog or or whatever uh, website content you're going to put together. You're going to have to fill out the microsite with the with the information um, for your industry. So if you're putting that content together already, it really does behoove you to look into these other opportunities by finding your most highest performing. Own content. So you go to your blog and find some of your top shared blog posts and go ahead and look at opportunities to get other people to share those on their sites or write unique posts about the same topic and present them to other publishers and ask them. Um, to share those as articles on on their site. So you can write these, what we call byline articles, which they need to be original. Um, So you can take a top performing post on your site and rewrite or write a a new post about the same content, same topic. But if it's original, you can post it to like Forbes or uh, Mashable or some of these other organizations and uh, see if you can get those things uh, printed on these other sites and it's a really great way to get earned content. And there's no charge for that, but it's just hard to do because you just got to, you got to seek out. It's it's basically you're doing PR. So you got to reach out to media, to editors of different media sites and pitch them these articles. But when they do get published, they're a real big benefit both to getting your content shared to a new audience, but also in that SEO value that we talked so about. Who, who would you recommend write these articles elsewhere? Um, well, you can, yeah, it. you can go to, you, you can well, go business, to Elance business, or what have a, you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have content marketers in house, you can go and, and source these out. Um, Christy Hines is an awesome person. I, I don't know if you'd be able to, to get her to do it. She's probably super busy, but she's one like, she's one of thousands and thousands of really great writers um that are available to to write content for your business and help you develop that content um you know you can go on elance or all these other sites and try and to find some of these folks um or reach out to Vincenzo and I we we have some connections and contacts that we could share as well but the idea is you want to take top performing owned content that costs you only whatever it is that you in-house put together for the website for the blog what have you and then take that high performing content and pay to have it boosted on social media so that's using the paid channel and then also rewrite it and submit it to uh, third parties to publish on their site and so that's how you can leverage you know, crossing over these channel boundaries to really amplify both your reach with the earned—excuse uh, me—both your reach with the paid content and your trust factor, and and the the depth uh, of the content that you'll have in your shared content, which is going to be through influencers and these authoritative sites.
1: Jed, this is uh this is all such good, interesting information, and uh you know. A lot of uh, things to think about. R- really, this episode was geared. And I know you weren't an SEO expert. You know, people would be like, "Well, why don't you just have an SEO expert come on?" Or, "Why don't you just have?" It wasn't the point. It was. I know this is something you're passionate about, Jed, and you're always exploring new ways to get your clients, um, you know, attention or, or new ways. And listen, budget's always in mind. You know, budget is always in mind on, on the client on the client side. So, how can we do things effectively or efficiently. And really, like we talked, like we just talked about, it's all about the content. It's in content. If you, if anyone listening to this podcast still thinks that you can just dump a ton of money into something and get the results that you expect in now, you know, in, in, in today's day and age or today's technological environment,
0: you're wrong. Yeah. So great content is kind of table stakes just to get involved here. And basically what we're talking about today is the different channels you can take the what we're assuming is great content and share it out to broader audiences for different goals that you have in mind. So to get to getting great content, you just got to really do your homework. And make sure that you have a strong understanding of what your target audience is having pains with or has a strong interest and affinity in. And those are going to be the topics that you're that you're looking to write about. And if you're having trouble in-house with your in-house staff, you can go to external sources like contractors to to come in and you can get them up to speed. and, And, you know, great writers create great content. And with the visuals, same thing, you can go and find people to help you do some really great visuals as well. If you don't have that in house, but I'd suggest starting with what you've got, go and, and put what you, the the efforts into people you have already that you can leverage already and see if you can get engagement. Engagement on social channels is a great, great litmus test. It's a great way to test to see if your content is being uh, if it's relevant and resonating with your target audience If you're not getting any engagement then go back and take a look at that content that you're putting out and then you may want to look into hiring uh, some outsourced help for that um, The last piece the takeaway that people can go home with is, Take content that's on your own channels that you've put together that you might already have, go find the best performing content, and then fiddle with that and see how you can use that on other networks, on other channels through earned content like getting influencers to share it, or through paid content like paying to boost posts within Facebook or paying. To promote it on Twitter or LinkedIn and see if you get the similar engagement that you saw on your site on these third party sites. My guess is you might. Jed, always a pleasure having you on
1: the show. And listen, anybody out there that is looking for more uh, or looking for that outsourced help, Jed, Scott, like force. Uh, my agency fifty two creative. We are here to help. And obviously you can always reach out to us at Vincenzo Landino on Twitter, at Jed Record on Twitter. Uh we're also on Snapchat under the same names. Yes, Snapchat. You can snap us. We will
0: snap you. Back. Snapping. Snapping on the chat. ah uh,
1: that's a debate for another day, my friend. But uh <laughs> listen enjoy the rest of your day and uh, we'll talk soon this has been a vincenzo landino.com production thank you for listening if you enjoy the brand boost podcast please give us a rating write a review or subscribe head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe